KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. Summer camp is normally a place where kids can get away and make friends, learn things, and get some dirt on their hands. But this year, just about everything will be a lot different because of coronavirus. Some camps have closed for the season altogether, while others are making some big changes to try and salvage the summer. Camp America in Shelfont Bucks County is hoping they can welcome campers back in June after the county moves from red to yellow and more of the restrictions are lifted. Mark Mednick is the program coordinator for Camp America. I asked him to come on the podcast to talk about how you social distance at a camp and all the work that goes into trying to make camp a safe place during the summer of COVID-19. Just to start off, can you introduce yourself and tell me what you do? So my name is uh, Mark Mednick. I'm with Camp America Day Camp. I am the program coordinator, um, which means I do kind of scheduling, special events, kind of help out with training, kind of wherever I'm needed. It's my 12th summer here. I started as like a program, as a division leader and then kind of worked my way up. Can you just tell me about Camp America, where it's at, what a normal summer looks like, and, you know, what is there to do, and, you know, maybe who your typical camper might be? Normally, our summer consists of anywhere between three, 400 kids. It goes up every year a little bit, and we constantly are updating and putting new things in to make camp exciting for the kids. So we kind of do a little bit of everything. We have kids, as long as you're potty trained, you can come to Camp America. And we have kids up until they're 15 years old, and when they then they start to work for us, like CITs, junior counselors, and then hopefully we keep them into senior counselors. Um, the way our schedule is normally, like when I normally make our schedules, we usually have two to three athletic periods a day, two to three like creative or fine arts periods a day, your two swimmings and your lunch, as well as like some electives where the kids can choose what their favorite activity or what they want to specialize in during that time, and that's usually how we run everything on an, and during a normal summer where it's a nine period day and it's a little bit of everything so that everybody kind of gets their feel of and what they like to have and they get to experience some new things as well. Obviously this summer is going to be a little different. When did coronavirus become real for you guys and what's kind of the status of Camp America right now? So it became real for us was every year tri-state, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, there's a convention in Atlantic City. It's usually like the second or third week in March. And I actually use my personal days from school to go there. It's all kinds of like new stuff, what you're learning, how to, how to adapt and change your, make camp more exciting for the kids. And it's nice because you talk to people from all over the world in your area. But this year convention was March 9th through 12th. Well, most of your areas in Pennsylvania, everything got shut down March 13th. So for me, I was at a convention in Atlantic City and New Jersey was hit hard with thousands of people and the coronavirus was just starting to get kicked into high. We had people calling out from going. And then as soon as we came back, it was realized like, oh, wow, this is, you know, it's, it's very serious. And then, like I said, I went back to school and that Friday, everything was shut down and we're still not back at school and we're making alternate plans to get camp up and running and, and to make it work for, for this year. 
Do you guys have a plan when you think you might reopen? And what does that process look like? How do you kind of prepare to open a camp in the midst of a virus outbreak? As of right now, we are set to open on our regular day, which is June 29th. We are going to run our normal eight-week session, barring everything runs smoothly and everything. Once Pennsylvania goes yellow, we're able to kind of open some things up. And, and that doesn't mean by all camp is going to look like your traditional camp. And we've already, we've taken uh, the American camping guidelines. We've taken what Pennsylvania guidelines are, have given us. And we're kind of combined, trying to make it into a camp that works for us so that we can open. So we are going to open on time. We are going to go with our traditional eight weeks. Like I said before, it is going to look different. We're working right now to create new events. And number one is safety of our kids and keeping our kids safe and our staff safe. And our kids, look, it's been 70 some days for a lot of kids. And once we go into yellow, a lot of people have to go back to work and parents are going to need childcare and and things like that. And we understand it's not by opening camp. Not everybody agrees with us opening and other people are grateful that we're opening. So we're just kind to try, we're just trying to make it work so that it, it works for all of our families and it works to, you know, get these kids out and be, and be safe and, and get that social interaction back in what they need. Right. That's great. And I mean, 12 pages of protocols, that's a lot um, of information for parents to have. And when you think of summer camp, it's a lot of in the dirt and maybe not a lot of disinfectant. What What are right. some like key important things that you guys are doing this summer that is really going to keep kids safe? And, you know, I mean, even telling kids social to social distance may be difficult. Realistically, you can't tell. I teach kindergarten. Most of our staff here is is teacher or in the education field or child care, things like that. Realistically, you're not going to be able to tell a four to five year old to not say hi to anybody and stuff like that. And, and anybody to think that that's the case, it's not realistic. So we're trying to social distance by bunk. And what that means is we're going to have our bunks in pods with two staff members and no more than 15 kids in there so that, you know, once we go to yellow, we can have 25 kids in a bunk, but we'd rather for our own purpose, we'd rather have 15 kids in there, two staff members. Cause if God forbid, if you know, a staff member gets sick, we have coverage there. Some of the other precautions that we are taking as well as all of our van drivers for transportation we'll have a thermometer. So before any kids get into our camp, we will check their thermometers in front of their families. June, the owner, has purchased numerous amount of supplies for that so that every van driver will have their own, as well as once you get to camp, as kids come in and out of their parent drop-off cars and, and from the staff drop-off, we'll be checking, all the kids will be coming in one way and we'll be checking their temperature and kind of getting them to sanitize their hands and things like that upon entry to camp. I do the schedule, so the way I'm working the schedule this year is like, let's say the kids are on the playground one period, I'm gonna shut the playground down second period, and, my, and our maintenance staff is gonna go over and disinfect the playground equipment. If we have go-karts, after the kids get off there, we spray it down, wipe it down, the next kid could go on. All of our staff has to wear masks. The only exceptions are in the pool area, because we want them to be able to hear the lifeguards and things like that, and obviously when they're eating. When they're serving lunch, they're going to be, they'll have their masks and gloves on, but as they're eating, we're gonna give them a separate time to eat and they won't have to have their mask on at that point. 
are inside activities that have like cross ventilation and things like that. Before they go in and after they leave, they have to sanitize and wash their hands. So we're spending money on putting in sanitizing stations and, and hand washing stations and things like that. Normally we have like a three to four person cleaning crew. Well, this year we're going to be hiring hopefully double to triple that, you know, so that everybody has their purpose of what they're going to do throughout the day. Ollie, who is one of the partners with me, he's actually, he usually does schedules. He's going to be a heading up our like maintenance crew and, and have like schedules like, all right, from nine to 10, you're disinfecting here. And then you're going to go here. Our, our main one actually, because a big one that we've had a lot of questions on is lunch. We, we do serve lunch here and it's always a hot lunch. Our chef in the kitchen, he, he's a teacher and he's uh, served safe and he's uh, very involved with the school district and he's helping create training so that our staff understands how to serve safe with COVID. But we usually have three lunches and they're all indoors. This year we decided we're putting up tents all over camp. So we're taking our three lunches and we're going into six lunches so that we can social distance so that it's every other table. We're not going to have every table as a bunk. So we're not going to pack 150 kids into our, our lunch area. Our lunch will be like maybe groups of 50 kids, but in a, in a 60 by 90 outdoor tent with the sides on it, you can social distance and make it work, especially with just 15, you know, with 15 kids in your bunk. Um, have you been talking with parents and group leaders and getting feedback from them? Uh, we've put out surveys to parents and we realize that we're going to have some parents that pull their kids out for the summer. And, and we do have calls from other, from new campers that are looking for to join us this year. But like we've said, if you're uncomfortable and, and you're not sure, then this is the, not the right summer for you to, to join us or to be with us. We don't want anybody to have any doubts that what we're doing to keep the kids safe is, is what we can do. Um, is there any plans I saw on your website about different corporate events? Is there any plans for that as well? So right now, like we do a lot of, we put in a huge challenge course about three years ago for team building. All the local school districts kind of come here in the fall and in the spring to do team building with like their sixth and seventh or fifth grade classes. They were obviously canceled in the spring because of schools being shut down. We're hoping that if schools are back in September, that we'll get our training courses um, that will be, you know, if it's in a green state and we're able to open and run correctly, we definitely will. The position that we're in right now in the red state, we are not able to open. And that does affect, like, even in the yellow stage, like, challenge is a huge area to keep clean. So our decision to make it safe is to keep it closed for this summer. That's not saying that if we go to a green phase or if we get out of or if we can release more things, I will reschedule that during the summer. But to start it off, we're not able to. Um, As far as, like, our team building, if we're able to come September and in the fall – get it back up and running. Absolutely. We're on 43 acres. So on 43 acres, we can definitely social distance 150 kids. Or if we do a picnic or a corporate event. Right now, people are hesitant and have backed off of the corporate events in Pennsylvania. You can't have large gatherings as a lot of other places. That's not to say come August, if, if things are lifted and somebody wants to have a socially distant family picnic here, we could pull something off. You know, with marking off people waiting in lines, all of our staff doing it properly, all of the equipment being sanitized. So, I mean, it's just a matter of when Pennsylvania is allowed to open these things up and and we can get up and running with things. 
But if people are comfortable with us doing it, I have no doubt that our owners will spend whatever money they have to do to make it work to, to, so that it can be pulled off. We've been, a camp's been here for 53 years, so it's a lot of, it's run by a, full, a family from June's mother, who is 93 years old. She, up until last summer, this year she's not able to because of COVID, but last year she was in every day and she helped run our books and things like that. Then there's June and Steve, who are husband and wife. They own the camp now. And then Jared, Meredith, Ollie, and then Jennifer, who are son-in-law, sons, daughters, son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws. They're running the camp as well. So it's truly a family business, and they just want – a lot of our families have been here for 15, 20 years. I mean I've been here 12 years, and I'm one of – I haven't been here nearly as long as 40% of our camp. Wow, that's definitely, as you said, a family business. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you just want people to know about Camp America and how you guys are getting ready for this just unprecedented summer? So, I mean, when we first started talking about if camp can open, after hearing parents and listening and and seeing that there are quite a few people that need daycare and things like that. And and if we can do it safely and, and get it up and running, we will. I mean, I'm taking, like I said, with my schedules. Period off, period on, period off, period on. Usually our kids in bunks are all next to each other by grade level. This year I'm even doing it so like our five-year-old boys might be next to our 12-year-old boys so that when they come back from swimming, I don't have two bunks mixing, changing on the patio. We're going to prep some projects ahead of time so that if they go into arts and crafts, you know, if they're working on friendship bracelets or or some kind of um, glass fusion, we do like that kind of project here. It'll all be prepped so that only the art instructor and the kids have to touch it so that there's no supplies that really need to be shared. Obviously, things are going to have to be touched by multiple people, but we're trying to keep it as safe as, as possible. And we, are, we do have to shut down our favorite areas this year. Fantasy Zone, which is a huge like discovery zone, ball pit, like that kind of thing. And our three to six-year-olds, three to eight-year-olds absolutely love it. But there's no way we can keep it safe and sanitary for the kids. So we do have to cut like that is something that it stinks, but you have to get rid of our video game area. It's hard to keep the controllers clean. We don't where we want our kids outside all summer and just doing things that, you know, where we usually mix bunks and have leagues or you pick your favorite thing. We can't do that this summer. That's not saying that in 2020 it's not or 2021. It's not going to go back that way. But we're kind of adapting with what we have to. It's the first time, and I've said to everybody that I've talked to, even though you've been at camp for your whole life, this is summer number one of camp because camp has never happened. I'm 41 years old. I've never had camp in a pandemic. So times are changing. We have to adapt and change with it to make it, make it so that it's engaging for the kids because you don't want kids to go home upset every day because it's different from last year. So we're working on getting different special events. We do a water carnival every year. I can still have inflatables in the pool because chlorine's – we can keep the kids in the pool with chlorine. So I can bring in inflatables and make it special that way. So that's that's how I'm trying to adapt and make this year work for for us. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Mark, for your time today and talking about Camp America. Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say like we already said like after the first week of camp – we're going to have to adjust stuff. We know that. So this whole summer is going to be a work in progress and we're going to do what we have to, to make it fun for the kids and, and keep it safe and keep the parents at ease um, and, and do what we have to do to make it work.
That's great. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. Thank you for uh, asking me to be a part of it. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.